0: Hello everyone, you're listening to the belly Dance Live podcast. I'm your host Jana Komarnicka, and I'm thrilled to share a new portion of Dance Inspiration with you. If you are a new listener, welcome to the show. Don't forget to subscribe and receive automatic updates about our new episodes. And if you are a regular listener, welcome back. Please leave your reviews on whichever app you're listening. They really help me promote the show and spread awareness about Baladance art form. Plus, I really like hearing back from you. On this note, let's get to our today's episode. Discover what blocks your progress and how to overcome your training limitations. Hey, fabulous dancers, it's time to elevate your ballet dance habits and take your skills to the new heights. Feeling stuck with inconsistency, unsure of progress or craving creative vibes? I've got the remedy. Dive into our free 10-minute quiz designed to identify your main dance limitations. After the quiz, you'll get 5 to 10 personalized actionable steps, a mindset-shifting book recommendation, list of related podcast episodes, and articles to guide your dance journey. Kickstart this year by cultivating better dance habits. Curious? Check the link in the show notes and take the quiz right now. Your dance breakthrough awaits. Visit yanadanceclub.com slash quiz and let the quiz light the way. And the best thing, it's totally free and takes only 10 minutes to complete. Get clarity on your dance goals and improve your practice habits. It's yanadanceclub.com slash quiz. Link in the show notes. In our today's episode, we are diving into a fascinating topic using dance videos not just for your social media posts, but as a powerful training tool. We'll explore why simply repeating choreography over and over again isn't enough and how to pinpoint and fix specific mistakes or weak spots in your dance plus we'll chat about the importance of practicing without a mirror and how video recordings can be your secret weapon for self-analysis so get ready to learn some tricks for refining your dance moves enhancing your technique and getting performance ready this audio is actually a lecture which was part of our three-week intensive on dance habits at the Yana dance club and within that intensive we talked about many more things not just about how to analyze your videos or how to improve uh, your mistakes but we did all-rounded approach and training to review where we are and how we can enhance our dance training the first week was dedicated to analyzing where exactly we are in two important spheres of our dance life first it's technical like okay What exactly you need to improve because that's such a pain point for many dancers we feel like we need to improve everything turns shimmies arabesques butter um, belly flutters etc but where to start so we really took time that each participant could identify on their own using the tools from the intensive what is the biggest the weakest frustration point right now in terms of technique and where to focus your intention uh, in order to improve and elevate the weakest and the most frustrating point in technical aspect of your dance but also along with that we talked about just dance behavior training behavior habits some things that do need improvement and that sphere of life is also different for everyone okay we can talk about the most common one okay consistency in your training you need to improve consistency in your training and for some people that literally will be the most uh, jump forward if they can fix that but for some people it's not really about consistency it can be about what exactly you practice or maybe going outside of the studio and exploring more like reading more books diving into history or or culture or challenge yourself Uh, more about creating your own choreographies or doing improvisation, getting out of the dance studio as well, doing some events. So each of us had their own uh, goals and their own challenges and the first week of intensive was dedicated specifically to that. One of our participants actually uh, shared afterwards that the most important lesson for her was that dance is about more than just technical skills and discipline. Developing self-confidence and other soft skills is just as crucial as mastering a good shimmy or hip drop. And that was very important for me to deliver that message and give tools for dancers to actually know where to move forward. The second week was dedicated to becoming sort of a self mentor how to practice how to catch your mistakes how to analyze them and how to fix them especially when we are talking about practice on our own practice at home and uh today's episode is actually one of the lectures that was uh, as a part of this intensive specific about how to analyze your mistakes but you also that during that week had additional lecture about how to actually record videos with some teams because i know for some people it may be very straightforward okay just put phone record but for some people it may be challenging like okay they're not used to so i gave a couple tips of how i usually record not professional videos when i ask uh, uh, pedro to record me on his camera but how i do it on a daily basis for my own practice and i don't use any special tools at all so that was one of the lectures too and when i read the comment from another participant that her main takeaway was that she felt finally confident and capable of training online on the consistent basis i really felt happy because that was another goal that i wanted to to do to deliver and this lecture specifically this podcast episode will help you too specifically with um knowing how you practice online how you can still improve because i know for many people when we're talking about practice at home or practice online there are two Uh, struggle points. First oh, there is no social element, like I'm kind of on my own, so I need to dive into discipline. But second big one is like, oh, I don't have a teacher to give me immediate feedback. What if I'm doing mistakes? Or how can I correct mistakes? And this specific week of the intensive and specifically the lecture that I decided to share in our today's episode will help specifically with that aspect. And the final week of our intensive was about nurturing our creativity. And I shared uh, some Tips about how to start choreographing process or start working on your improvisation to a specific song. Like I shared the process that I call mapping your future choreography or mapping the song in general. So that was really fun, uh, including a very cool uh, meditation practice to help us with our self-confidence and mindset because dance is not only about shimmies and muscles, dance is also about what is going on in our head. So I hope this lecture that you are about. To hear, which was part of that intensive, will help you and inspire you too. If you want to dive in the whole intensive, check it at the Yana Dance Club. It's called Dance Habits Intensive. It's fully available on the website. I will include link in the show notes, or you can simply visit yANADanceClub.com and find all classes, all intensives, including this one right there. But on this note, I wish you great practices, I wish you to enhance your self-mentoring skills and push your dance to the next level. Let me know if you liked this lecture, if you got some useful takeaways, and until next week, keep shimming, I'll hear. See you next time. Jelena and Belly Evolution are back, taking their showing programs across the globe. You know how many guests we had previously on this podcast shared how much their experience with BDE pushed their dance career. You can have it too. Audition for Jelena's latest production and join Jungle Book Cast. All details at www.joinbde.com. Direct link in the show notes. Joinbde.com. So you have your video recorded either on your phone, it's already on your computer, it was original on your computer. Now, what to do with it? Let's talk how we use our self uh, uh, video recordings, not only to post them on social media or something like that, but actually as a training tool. And I want to start with the fact that uh, many dancers think that in order to improve uh, the choreography that they are working on, they need to run it over and over and over and over again. And that's true that part exists and you're here you do need to do that but simply running it over and over doesn't really help because in this case you're just running and repeating your uh, mistakes or you repeat your weak points Uh, it only helps maybe to uh, memorize the sequence even better yes that helps but to improve the quality of the movements to improve your skills your technique related to this choreography simply running it over and over again doesn't help you need to focus on identifying either mistakes or weak points and working to enhance them specifically uh, in order to incorporate in this choreography or combo so this brings me to the second big question video or (laughs) mirror and some of you may say oh i have a luxury of practicing uh, all the time in front of a mirror maybe you have a studio uh, you have access to or you have a mirror at home And uh, that helps Miro, but it still doesn't give you full feedback. Uh, In this case, I want to ask, you a question remember how many times you felt amazing during your rehearsals like yes i nailed it it works and then you go perform you receive video from your performance and you feel so disappointed it's like what was that how bad it was etc etc and yes we can blame Oh, it's in costume so it's in different outfit although you need to practice in costume prior to your performance we can blame um adrenaline, nerves, anxiety, that always happens or often happens, and yes, it takes uh, out from your performance. Uh, It's very common that your performance presentation will be not 100% as good as some of your best rehearsal runs. That's true, but that's just a little part of the thing, because most of your mistakes or weak points it depends, they were present before, during your rehearsal, it's just you didn't really catch them and you didn't take time to catch and observe differently, because when you are practicing in front of a mirror, uh, first of all you see yourself only from one angle, very specific angle, no matter where you are on a stage area or at point of choreography, you still see only from that angle, or maybe if you have two mirrors you see from two angles, that's it each single movement only from one perspective. Second, when you are dancing and looking in the mirror, your attention is spread. When you're practicing, you think about sequence, you think about uh, hopefully you have opportunity to think about doing the movement uh, uh, bigger, stronger, more fluid, like you're thinking about technique and you at the same time need to look in the mirror and analyze. By definition, if your attention is spread so much, you will not catch all of those mistakes, or I call it mistakes, but let's identify as weak points of your choreography, something that could have been so much better if you put more energy in it, or according to your dream level of dancing, like you wish that was better moments. So, mirror will not give you that feedback. Also, if you're only practicing in front of a mirror, that's another problem that you're creating for yourself, because when you go on stage, you don't have a mirror when you go on stage you have audience in front of you and you don't have that immediate feedback immediate checkpoint of yourself like do you do arms straight or your elbows are bent do you point your um toes do you do the strong shimmy like mirror gives you immediate feedback but there are two things first of all you lose coordination because you are now performing without seeing yourself and that throws a lot of dancers off on stage and that creates additional level of anxiety, stress and lostness. (laughs) So you lose because of emotions, because of this uh, frustration, you lose a lot of technique. And second, you never checked yourself like okay when I look in the mirror at myself I do this arabesque nicely, but do I do the same arabesque when I don't have this immediate feedback from the mirror? Do I still work and move my muscles and my limbs my parts of the body the same way as when I have this immediate feedback so you need to practice without mirror. it's for those who are really addicted to practicing uh, in the mirror or think that's the only like uh, enough tool for them uh, but also you need to learn okay how to catch those changes in my performance, changes in my technique or those weak points when I don't have mirror and that's where video recording yourself becomes really helpful. But I also want to um, address those who practicing without mirror because many of you at home that you don't have mirror. First a couple little tricks very quickly. You can use the uh, screen reflection from your TVs. <laughs> they reflect and give you at least some feedback which is helpful. You can use um in the evening, uh, reflection from windows, um, unless you're really frustrated that your neighbors will be (laughs) looking at you. But uh, some of you will have opportunity uh, to reflect because windows are usually big or maybe balcony doors or something like that. And they give you very nice enough reflection for you to use it as your uh, practice tool. So big beam creative experiment but even if you're practicing without mirror because that's very common it depends on the situation depends on the time the day schedule blah 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 etc you can of course focus on senses and it's very important to be in tune with your uh, body and how you feel and do this mind checkpoints about your arms about your strength uh, uh, about your position and just be connected to the body. That's why we started previous week when I was uh, giving you a sign of analyzing where your technique, weak points and technique, I didn't ask you or record and analyze your video to see what are your technique, weak technique points. I first started like, no, let's get in tune with our body because we do sense and we do feel a lot. And the more we are connected, the more feedback we can just get from giving a signal from our brain, like, okay, arms, how are you doing? Are you in the right position? Okay, my hips, how are you doing? Are you shiming really strong? There is a lot of uh, value in that too. So don't be frustrated and say, oh, Yana talked so much about mirror. I need now to get a mirror. Great if you can, but they are not mutually exclusive. You actually need to do all three because when you're on stage, as I said, you don't have mirror, so you do need to be in tune with your body. At the same time, In both cases, are you practicing with Miro or without Miro, video recording yourself serves different purposes. I call, if I compare Miro or without Miro practice, but drilling like let's say with Miro and video, I always tell uh, Miro, It's your immediate feedback, it's your tool for drilling and uh, checking yourself in this particular moment. So if I am working on um, making better my arm position during hip drop, I stand in the front of mirror, I drill my hip drop with this arm position and I check myself in the mirror during this 5, 10, 30 minutes. Do I keep my arms nicely? Am I doing what I want to fix right now? Am I drilling and creating muscle memory that I do want to create so that I don't lose it? Video, it's your report. It's when you don't have immediate feedback from the uh, mirror and when you do it in choreography, so not just, you can use it on its own to check, okay, how is my hip drop, is arms doing? But it's also different when you just drill in technique and when you use that technique in choreography together with other movements, like maybe this was transition before movement and then suddenly you do this hip drop, this arms. Do you still do it the same way as when you practice on your own or on its own, this movement, or do you lose it? So video, it's your report for yourself to check if you are doing what you think you are doing. And it helps you to abstract from the moment of physically moving at the same time in the moment, in the space. Abstract and analyze. Hmm, this doesn't look good. I did not notice this in the mirror. Or even if you notice in the mirror, you can use the video to analyze, okay, why it doesn't work. Mirror will never give you feedback why you're turns are not working your body sensations if you're in tune yes maybe some yes but when you look um in the video your full attention is on analyzing your video then you can look not only just like oh i felt i've f- off balance why are you off balance maybe it's your arms maybe it's your feet maybe it's your weight distribution maybe it's your head not working on the video you can be objective distanced from physical sensation of the movement. You're not moving right now. You're not trying to do this movement and analyze it at the same time. But you can look in the video and see, ah, now I notice my head doesn't work or my arms are floppy and they throw me off balance. So video, it's your report. And it's very important to do this tool. Not wait till your performance comes and you receive a video, but do it on a continuous basis during your training because that's how you prepare Polish your choreography what we call polishing not just run it again and again but polish improve choreography to make sure you prepare your best self as an answer for stage presentation because when you're on stage you will deal with nervousness you will deal with anxiety you will do costume runs before maybe but still it's different everything like you know and the audience and the nerves and all that you will have other things to focus on but technique Polishing it, creating muscle memory in your body for this specific choreography. It's your task prior to Presentation that's why we use videos Second thing right away I want to address because many dancers feel like frustration and tensions. like I hate watching my videos uh, I always feel so bad. I always feel so uh, frustrated disappointed discouraged I feel I'm a so bad dancer and I will never get bad get get good <laughs> so Here, it's very important to shift your mindset and approach why you video record. You have this self-video recording not as a excuse to self bit and self-criticize over and over again, especially with those people who have this tendency of like really being harsh on themselves. You're doing it not for that reason. You're doing video recording of yourself, of your training process as a tool to improve. Approach it with excitement that, oh, this is now my opportunity to catch what doesn't work, what doesn't look good, and improve it. Because if you don't have this opportunity to catch it, to see it, you will not improve it. And this should go from like, oh, uh, not from mindset, not like, oh, I need to watch my video. Uh, it's so bad. But like, okay, it's not going to be perfect. You know it by default. Your training process and your training videos, they are never perfect. They are, they are called training for a reason. So approach it like, yes, it's not perfect, but now it's opportunity to make it perfect or to get closer to perfect, like perfect in quotes, as we're talking about dance. So shift your mindset and then it will become easier for you to distance. Like, okay, now it's not me. I like dancing. You're analyzing, you can think about third-person analyzing, you are now a mentor and you're analyzing, let's say, a student or someone, a friend who asked for your feedback. You can distance yourself, like you're just analyzing some dancer on your phone, on that video, and you want to see what suggestions or ideas or tips you can give to that dancer. So you can also create, if you need this mindset, distance from like, it's not necessarily about you or about you. And that really helps because then that's the real growth and real practice and real polishing of choreography uh, happens now let's get to the practical point of okay how to analyze it what to do uh, usually I do my video recording at the end of the session I don't like to do them in the middle and I definitely don't stop to watch it in the middle because personally for me it throws me off it's uh, gets me out of mood of physical action physical movement so I usually try to leave those things at the end to record and to watch my video to analyze it I can do it right after but knowing okay my practice is done my physical part of practice is done, I'm not coming back, or do it even later, maybe in the evening, maybe even next day, just to get the video, which probably will be two, three, five minutes at most, and quickly analyze it uh, later. But I do it also in advance before my next session so not right before but some time to give uh, myself separate so i'm not distracted and i'm not postponing and uh, procrastinating beginning of my actual physical part of the practice because for some people uh, it may need extra energy to actually get yourself off the sofa and actually start dancing so i don't want um, the thing oh i need to analyze my video be an excuse so i separate those processes analyzing of my video it's separate then When I get to analyze it, I literally just turn on my video from the phone or from computer, doesn't matter where I'm watching, and I have either open uh, um, notes on my phone or computer, or sometimes I do it reading so I get a paper and uh, a pen. And when I'm watching the video, I literally just write down every moment that kind of bothered me. Uh, bugged me. It can be as simple as like, okay, my shimmings on this part are not strong enough, I want to make them better. Or my arabesque, I'm losing balance on arabesque. Um, Or it can be, uh, okay, this part, um, I still forget sequence. All these parts. Or sometimes it can be like, okay, this part bothers me, it doesn't look good, but I don't know yet what it is. Doesn't matter. Right now I'm just putting a list of things that I wish I could improve in this particular choreography as they are. Choreography or combo because I do the same for combinations. When you're working on let's say you take some class online class or something like that uh, and you learn the combo from others obviously you're not learning combo for performance it's just a combo it's not a full even choreography full performance but when you're learning combo it's particularly for learning process and there are two parts when you learn sequence you kind of uh, do improve your maybe choreographing or creative skills, uh, movement, vocabulary, but if you just learn the sequence of combo and like okay it's decent enough and you left it, you still missed a lot of great opportunities uh, for uh, improving your dance skills. When you take this combo and you polish it the way that we are discussing in this video, it really gets you to the uh, point that you really embodied all those movements, all those skills, and they stay with you. Even afterwards you consciously forget the sequence of combo, you cannot reproduce it, but in your body you still will remember it because you drilled it and polished it for such a long time and so precisely, that somewhere in the middle of your improvisation, it will uh, appear those two movements, two combinations from that bigger combo that you learned. It still will stay in your body much more than if you just learned the sequence and moved on. So I do it for, just as well as for choreographies, the same way as when I learn this material from someone from some other teacher, just as well as when I create my own choreographies and I want to pre- to present them for performances. I do exactly the same because creating choreography and polishing choreography is also two different things. So I have whatever material mine or someone, I did, let's say, I learned the sequence and I do the run of it, and then I analyze and I just write down whatever bothers me. It can be as little as one, two, three things, maybe, maybe none, but usually there are a couple always to improve, or it can be a huge list, it doesn't matter, whatever it is, I just write it down. After that, uh, there are two ways how you can approach it. You can either go uh, in terms of chronological, I call turns. So you start from beginning of combo choreography, you work on it, you improve the first, let's say, um, again, mistakes in this video are equal as weak points, whatever you want to improve. So you can go from beginning and then progress one part after another, or you can approach it with the um, perspective, okay, what bothers me the most? What really bugs me? What do I want to improve as the first thing, uh, first of all? And there is no right or wrong answer here. You can approach it, whatever feels more natural for you. It can shift from one case to another, one situation to another. And it also depends, um, I think, on the goals and deadlines. Like if you have performance coming up, soon you probably want to improve the most urgent uh, things that needs improvement. If you have time or you don't have limits of time, then uh, you can go chronologically. But for me, in ideal scenario, if I don't have deadline or I try to do this process start really in advance, if I do have performance, for me, fully polished choreography or combo is when I work through all of those mistakes and really improve them. So very common question, um, how I hear from dancers is like, okay, how long to work on each choreography? Like, yeah, we know we should not jump from one to another. For me, the answer is it's not one, two weeks or one month, six months, doesn't matter. It's as long as you worked and improve all the things that you want to improve in your presentation of this choreography, after that, you move to another, or maybe you'll start doing simultaneously too, but you let this one go and kind of comp- uh, consider that, okay, the process of polishing and training on this choreography is done. When you work through all these points and you're actually happy, and it may be still not perfect, but you feel like, okay, I really gained, I really learned, and I really see significant difference between the beginning, how I started working on this choreography and what I do with it now and how I perform it with it now. So, depends on the length, of the piece um, and complexity. It can be one week you work on this choreography. It can be six months. It doesn't matter and it should not be frustrated because you know what you're doing. You are learning and polishing it in order to incorporate it fully in your body. So now you have this list of all the things that you need to do or you want to work and improve on this choreography. Then the second step that I do, this happens prior to every session that I will be working this choreography, I always choose three points that I'm gonna work during my next session. So you may have 33 points, but Having such three points all in your mind and trying to improve them all at once does not help. It doesn't lead you anywhere because your attention is spread, you will be forgetting and you will be frustrated because you will not see real progress. It will it may happen, but it will be so slow because your attention is so diverse, let's say, that uh it will be almost invisible. That's why I always say three points. Between one to three points is the maximum. It's your goals for specific one session, because you will not improve the whole choreography in just one session, unless you took something that is quite easy for you and you don't have that many things to, to uh, check and work on. But usually it's more than one session. So per session, not more than three goals. Basically from all that list you, che- you choose three, maybe first three or maybe the most important three. This, this, and this, and other points, you give yourself a mental note that, okay, for now, I let them be as they are. What does it do? First of all, it clarifies your goals for specific practice session. Okay, within this half an hour, or maybe an hour, I need to focus and improve this. It clarifies what you're working at. If you have a goal, you can reach that goal. If you don't have a goal, then you're not reaching, you're not going anywhere. Second, it narrows not only your attention and focus, but it narrows your focus of your energy. You actually can dedicate enough time and enough strength and energy to specifically those three points. Not everything, but these three, they are manageable even if you have just 15-20 minutes to improve to work on, on improving this choreography three, it's always good, good idea. And lastly, it gives you feedback. It gives you the sense of the, yes, there is a progress. Yes, there is improvement because you're not looking right away on the overall choreography. And for a while, it may look like a disaster. I had many cases that I work on something and it's like I'm not happy overall, but I know by the end of session, oh, this, this and this got better. So it gives you this motivation and inspiration like, yeah, it's getting better. It's in the process of getting better and I can visually see specific results and specific progress. And that really helps to stay uh, accountable and stay on track with your goal of polishing this choreography. That's why you have your whole list of all the things you are not happy right now, but each session you choose three and you choose them in advance. So you work on them, you aim for progress, then for next session, sometimes you can decide okay this still needs improvement this still i'm not happy you may choose one let's say of those three still to transfer to your next session but then you choose another two or maybe you're happy with how these three work then for next session you choose another three next session another three next session another three until you're actually happy with all those improvements and that's the end of your sort of practice time, polishing time for this specific choreography. It's time to let it go maybe and move on something else. Now we get to the part of, okay, how actually to drill and improve all these points, how to actually work on them. And uh, here I must add extra note for the previous part. When you do your notes, that you do your points of improvement, make sure that they are not uh, vague, they're not generic, it's not like I need to improve my chief Taddele section of the song, or I need to improve turns in my choreography. No, they need to be very specific, Uh, second uh, number 10 on my video, there is a turn, I need to improve that turn in that particular combo, in that particular part of the section. Maybe you have the same turn, but in other part of the choreography, but it follows maybe after other movement, Maybe you have problems with it, maybe you don't have problems with it, but if you have problems, it's still it's another point. Each of your points has to be not longer than, I would say 10 seconds. If it's longer than 10 seconds uh, of your video recording, probably it's already too big, too generic, and it probably can be split, most likely can be split in two or maybe even three different points, different aspects. If you work on your arms during turns, It's not necessarily the same as working on uh, your uh, speed of turns. That's two different things. You first fix one, then you go to another. So be detailed, be precise. Uh, How to work on them, how to actually improve. And there are two, you will have two categories of your point check marks. One will be obvious, let's say, okay, I need on this part to make my shimmy bigger. So you go, you stand up in front of a mirror and you drill shimmy to make it bigger. That's where the mirror comes handy or without mirror just your sensations you literally focus Okay, now I need to work just on shimmy to make it bigger. Another obvious it can be make some movements bigger or make some movements uh, more sharp, more precise, more clean, more fluid. So you take that movement that omni let's say I need to make my OMIs on this specific part of the choreography faster. So you work on technique, you are drilling and repeating arms as fast as possible, for as long as possible. You drill, 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 then you get it into choreography. These are obvious ones. The same can be with lines. Let's say you look there, like on your video and you see ah, I don't like my arms during uh, hip drop. You think, why you don't look like your arms? Oh, my elbows are too bent. Or maybe they're floppy, my wrists, I lost them. So you take the hip drop that movement that is layered with arms you stand again separately or in front of mirror on your own and you just practice this movement but keeping attention do i keep my arms the way i want them to be in choreography and you just drill that little movement literally i'm talking about one single movement the same applies to sequences like you know like okay this part this four one bar i always forget So you go and you drill at sequence. Okay, what was the movement before that? You take maybe one, two movements before, and then after that turn, let's say, I need to go on arabesque on my right leg. And then after arabesque, I don't know, maybe it's some arm modulation. You take this short combo, if you're working on sequence of maybe four movements in a row, before the one you forget and the one after that and you just keep repeating that little section again and again and again and again and then you go and use it in choreography so those are obvious things that you will look in the video and you will know for sure this doesn't work i need to improve this That's first category. The second one will be like, you will not really necessarily know what exactly doesn't work or how exactly to improve it. Um, Can be about turns or can be just something like, something bugs me, I don't know what, I don't like it. First thing that I always say, if you're learning this piece from someone else, refer to the original video. Look at the teacher who actually did it, who demonstrated, watch and sort of compare. Okay, this is what the teacher does. This is what I do. What are the differences? What am I missing? Or maybe you're doing sometimes something extra. That's another point. But compare, use that video as a reference because it will give you a lot of feedback. Oh, this is why this looks visually different. This is what I need to work on. Second, if you don't have reference, or if reference didn't help, or you're still not happy, start question and analyzing what exactly. And I go through checkpoints. Like the first one that I usually question, like, am I happy with generic lines of my body? Basically, arms, legs, uh, maybe something is soft, something is sinking into my hip, the arms are strange. So, I analyze generally, like, am I happy with lines of Visual body, maybe that's their problem. Second, it's where is my body weight? Sometimes we are trying to do the movement standing on the right leg, then the movement supposed to be when we are standing on the left leg. And that's why the hips don't work, because my weight is on a different leg and I'm trying to move this hip, but it doesn't work because I'm literally in a strange position. So check the, always the uh, body weight distribution, where you are, uh, maybe your legs are too wide, maybe they're too narrow for that movement, uh, that applies a lot for turns, but even with a hip drop, if you're doing hip drop with your right hip let's say, but you're standing on the right leg, it's not gonna work. So. Always pay attention to body weight distribution. Then analyze, maybe what bugs you, it's actually transition. So this movement on its own, let's say, um, shimi on the right side, it looks good. And then the omi on the left side looks good too. But the transition, It doesn't work and it can work, not work. Maybe your knees are too stiff to transition from one side to another. They may, maybe they're too bent. Um, Maybe you're adding something that's very common that sometimes when you learn other choreographies, we start adding steps that we don't even uh, realize we are adding. That's why in the video, when you especially compare, let's say, the teacher's video and your video, you can see oh, she simply just turns, switches weight from, I don't know, toes to heels, but I start doing some extra steps. That what throws you off that what bugs you in the choreography. so eliminate and clean the transition that you do only necessary things and that you do them fluidly and softly because usually when teacher puts choreography there is a logic why one movement goes after another even if they are not un, uh, if, even if they are not expected even they are not many comfortable transitions but usually when you start learning there is tendency to add more so clean those uh, transitions and also uh, make sure that you're working on a combination of movements a very common example maybe on its own your shimmies are spectacular you can shimmy for a long time you can shimmy really great but doing a turn And going directly into the shimmy for a short like i don't know two two count uh, section like one two and then going into arabesque it doesn't work because your body is used to having more time or different um, weight distribution before so in this case you need to take this little sequence as i mentioned let's say turn shimmy arabesque and drill that and practice and create muscle memory of your body to do shimmy quickly powerfully but in a short period of time after turn and then right away going on Arabic. So for you in this case, it's not gonna be about necessarily or improving the volume of shimmy because that's on its own, you have good technique maybe, but it's combining these two movements, not layering necessarily, this can be too, maybe you need to work on layers if it's part of your choreography, but sometimes it's the sequence of movements, not from memorizing point of view, but from technical point of view. Can I switch from this movement to this quickly. And the last part that I want to address is for how long to practice and polish each point. That, that may be a question. And here is no like one right, correct answer. In my practice, I usually try to dedicate five to 10 minutes for each point to practice during my uh, session. I usually, when I take a specific movement, I may play some song on the background, some neutral um, rhythm that kind of works with this movement. I can use one, two songs that are just on the background. They don't uh, disturb me, don't distract me, but they may give me some sense of timing and it make more fun to have uh, still some music on the background. And then I take this movement or this specific section of the choreography and I practice and um, polish it for the duration of one or two generic songs on the background. Then I take it to the uh, to the choreography back but what you aim at each time at each your session is progress you need to make sure that you feel like okay it improved it still may not be perfect uh, there are some movements or some parts of choreography that really need bigger um, preparations and bigger practices and during this process you may give yourself mental notes like okay my shimmies in general are not good i need to practice shimmies in general not only specific for this choreography but in general maybe you create your little daily sessions daily practices daily exercises to make sure you improve your shims or turns or something like that so you may identify some bigger technique issues that need improvement in general but specifically for this choreography purpose uh, polishing of this choreography you aim for progress not perfection but like it's better it's really better than when i started uh, in the beginning of my session and then you take it to the, um, to the choreography back or combo. So the flow of my training session usually looks like, first identify what exactly I will be doing during my session. Maybe this session is not even dedicated to polishing choreography, because remember, learning choreography, learning someone's sequence or creating it is different than working on my technique in general, let's say I know I need in general to improve my shimmies, it's different, the same way as it's different than polishing specific piece of choreography. So maybe not every of your session is about polishing choreography. Maybe some of your sessions are about learning the sequence or about creating your choreography. And maybe some other sessions, they are about improving technique in general and some other sessions about uh, polishing this piece uh, of choreography. It can be. Maybe some of your sessions combine two of the goals. Okay, first half an hour, it's about learning sequence and second half an hour about polishing the sequence that you learned or previously learned. Doesn't even need to be the same sequence, like whatever it is. Or maybe if you have time, each of the sessions, each to this part, including every session of your training, depends. But usually when I talk about polishing choreography, My flow looks like that, I always first start with just running through this choreography, it's a nice uh, memory warm-up, like I remember the sequence, I just run it, of course I do warm-up first, but then I run the choreography, then I take the first point, whatever it is, I decided as my first goal for this session, I play one or two songs, depends on the needs, on the flow, uh, and I just work and drill in front of mirror or without mirror just this movement to make it better, combination of movement. Then I run the whole choreography again in order, I don't leave this till the end, Uh, Because I want immediately to incorporate whatever I gained during my little drilling uh, session time. I want to incorporate it in the choreography. So my body remembers and understands, oh, it's not just on its own. It's within this choreography. And when I run this choreography, I really focused on like okay I worked on those shimmies in that moment, when I get to this moment in the choreography I was like I need to make it as good as just a minute ago I was polishing it on its own. So I right away try to sync it and incorporate in the choreography. After that I take second point, I do the same, one or two songs duration, I just work on really polishing, cleaning this little part, what I focused on. I run the whole choreography again, now remembering I need to keep the first point that I worked on nicely, and now I need to focus also on doing nicely the second one that I just cleaned, just polished. Then I get to the third one, if I have enough time, I get all three, then I get to the third one, I do the same, work on its own, put it together in choreography. And then after that, I get my camera, get my phone, and I record again myself as in my report and checkpoint at the end of my session and then I technically do the progress from beginning on my own time at some point I look at the video I uh, may check am I still am I already happy with these three points or do I need to still work on them or one of them for the next session in which are there two or maybe all three other points I choose as my goals for my next session and then I go it again and again, and again, and again, until I'm pretty happy with what I see in the video, and that's the time for me, that's the cue, like, okay, it's time to let it go, move maybe to next choreography, or hopefully, okay, it's time to perform, and I'm prepared, I did my polishing process. But this is very important to do, not only for choreographies, but for combos in general because when you are dedicating so much time and energy and drill all these movements to the point that you will be bored at some point you will think like okay how long do i need to work on it but you see your goals you see you understand why you're working still on this choreography and you see the improvements that you gain and those improvements they become your skills so if you work on turns for that specific choreography they will not disappear after you let that choreography go. The improvement in those turns will stay with you. You will use them in your choreographies, you will use them in other choreographies that you learn from other teachers, you will use them in your improvisation skills. So this is one of the way to work on technique skills in general, but using specific pieces of choreography. So it's not only about preparing for your performance, it's actually in general improving your dance level so this is why this process is so important this is why i keep stressing you like video record yourself it's not only for me to do report for me it's a tool for you if you're using it this way and this can help you dramatically to improve and push your dance level to the next next stage so this was description of how I usually do and what I suggest you to do with polishing and analyzing your videos. If you want more examples of this, you can go to any of the choreography intensives that we have at the Yana Dance Club and the, each of them will have a demonstrational videos of how dancers were sending me their videos and I was analyzing them. So you can have some reference of how and pay attention to what I'm talking through to those videos, why I point to these moments in the choreography? So what kind of suggestions I do, and what kind of analysis I do and that can give you some other ideas if you're kind of still frustrated okay how to analyze my video you can use that as examples and inspiration and just idea brainstorming of what can go wrong in each specific dance movements. I will put some links here but basically any choreography intensive will have those demonstrations. On this note good luck with your practice, good luck with possibly a new tool that you acquired of self-video recording uh, for your Uh, dance progress and I promise you it may be tough in the beginning, it may be confusing in the beginning, but with time it gets so much easier and so much faster than the duration of this video and once you see actual results you will get excited about this process. So wishing you good luck and very excited for you to do something new and to improve your dance uh, training even further. This episode was brought to you by the Yana Dance Club, bringing more consistency and more fun into your dance training online. Check it out at yanadanceclub.com, direct link in the show notes. And before you leave, don't forget to screenshot this episode and share it with your friends, as well as leave a review on iTunes or any other app you're using to listen to the show. The more people know about this podcast, the easier it is for me to bring even more awesome guests. Until next time, keep shimming and keep dancing.